Welcome to the Rural Woman Podcast, a platform for women in agriculture, ranching, homesteading, and more to share their stories. I'm your host, Caitlin Dubin. Hey everyone, thanks so much for tuning in to this special episode of the Rural Woman Podcast. Today I am interviewing Jessica Peters, who is a dairy farmer from Meadville, Pennsylvania, who shares with us all about her dairy farm and how she is making dairy farming fun again. I am so excited to share her story with you and to continue to share the good word of the dairy industry for June Dairy Month. Before we get to today's episode, I'm going to share with you the review of the week. The review of the week comes from C. Fenn over on Apple Podcasts. This five-star rating and review is titled, Enjoying Every Podcast. I look forward to every interview. Keep doing the great show you're doing, and thank you so much. Well, thank you so much for the wonderful rating and review over on Apple Podcast. And I would encourage you, if you're enjoying the show, make sure that, first of all, you're subscribed to the Rural Woman Podcast so you don't miss an episode. And if you're loving it that much that you feel like you would like to leave me some kind words over on Apple Podcasts, I would appreciate that so much. And if you haven't joined us over on Facebook at the Rural Woman Podcast community, you are missing out. There are so many great ladies over there sharing their stories in egg and what's going on on their farms. It is just a great community to be a part of. And I hope you join. Head on over to Facebook and search the Rural Woman Podcast community and join today. And without further ado, let's welcome the one and only Jess Peters. Hey, Jess, how are you? I'm good. How are you? I am doing good. Thank you. Thanks for joining me on the Rural Woman Podcast today. Thanks for asking me to join you. I am excited to talk to you. I have been following you on Instagram and been friends with you on Instagram for some time now. And I have enjoyed being friends with you, to say the least. And I would like you to just take some time to introduce yourself to the listeners in case they don't know who you are. Tell us who you are and where you're from. So my name is Jess Peters. I am a dairy farmer from Meadville, Pennsylvania, um, where the weather just stinks pretty much all the time. I farm here with my parents and my brother. We have a dairy farm. We milk about 280 jerseys. Uh, we have about 500 animals total, so it keeps us busy. And what is your role on the dairy farm? So I'm kind of the herd manager. I deal mostly with the cows. Um, my primary place are the calves and the milk cows. They're kind of the high high maintenance animals on the farm and everything in between. The, the guys kind of feed and if anything gets sick, I, I step in. But And I do, our joke is um, I, if the track, I drive the tractors, but if they break, I call my brother Cole and he can milk the cows. But if they break, he calls me. <laughs> <laughs> and what is your favorite job on the dairy farm? I think milking. Yeah, um, I'm not the most patient person in the world. And I do love feeding calves, but I think milking, I just, most of the time I can kind of leave my mind and what I'm doing and, and think think more. And that's where a lot of my songs come from. I have a lot of time to think while I milk. Uh, and I just really enjoy being around the cows. Yes, your famous songs over on Instagram. <laughs> like I said, it's one of my favorite parts about following you is your, is your songs. And <laughs> I love the Disney themed ones, but really I love them all. So... <laughs> Yeah, I'm kind of Disney's like my jam. So it's what you get. Well, I'm thinking that maybe they need to start coming out with like 
a Disney movie about cows and it could be about your life on the dairy I, farm. So we I would 100% happen. I would 100% consult on that movie. So Disney, <laughs> if you're listening to this, give me a call. You know that Disney is listening to this, right? Like obviously. It's what of they course. listen to. Yeah. <laughs> I'm I'm totally on their radar. Right? Uh, Jess, what is your least favorite job on the dairy? Um, I usually also say milking. (laughs) (laughs) I know that's, you know, but I I milk every morning and I milk three nights a week. And when I'm usually about once a month, there's a couple days where I just really don't want to be in there. I want to do, I don't mind if I'm still working. I just want to do something different. You know, it, it gets really monotonous and, um, I think everyone gets that way with every job. You can love your job, but you don't love it every day. So, so yeah, when I get to that point, milking becomes my least favorite job. <laughs> I hear that. So, you started sharing your story of your dairy farm. When did you start doing it? When did you start I think, sharing? I don't have an exact date. I want to say about five years ago, maybe I started on Facebook. And what was your reason behind starting to share your story in egg? Well, I'd been home on my farm for a few years and you know, my dad and I would talk in our parlor a lot. And when my dad and I talk, it sounds like yelling. I know Cole always says when he gets near the parlor and he hears dad and I talking, he just turns around because he thinks we're yelling at each other. Um, But we were just talking about all the misconceptions and the things you hear that are so wrong and you don't understand how people can believe them. And well, people believe them because less than 2% of our population are farmers. People don't know farmers personally. And I just, I think it was May, sometime in May, we started that conversation. I thought, you know what? I need to do more. I felt I needed to do more to tell people about what we do. And that June for dairy month, I actually, I went out, I put some articles in our local paper. I was on the radio once a week talking about dairy farming and I'd contact our local news station and, um, I didn't get anything going that year, but, and then it was a few months later and I thought, you know what, I could do more. And that's when I kind of branched out into social media. And what do you think some of the biggest misconceptions in the dairy industry are that you answer questions on a daily basis or you faced when you started sharing your story in egg? Well, I think, you know, the common ones that most people answer with are that there's no antibiotics in your milk, your milk is safe, um, cows are treated well, and that kind of thing. But honestly, one thing I think has been the disconnect is I feel like consumers don't think we're like them. They think maybe, and some of that might be us, I think we kind of hold ourselves on a pedestal because what we do is really important. But doesn't everyone kind of believe what they do is important? Or they wouldn't do it. And, uh, you know, it takes all different kinds to make the world go round. But I think people think we're not concerned about the same things they are. You know, one of the things, one of the comments I get the most from non-farmers and farmers is how relatable I am on social media. I was just talking to someone the other day. It's really hard to go over that hump from being professional, wanting to share your story into just being yourself on social media and being vulnerable and talking about when you have crappy days. And, you know, I've done a few videos talking about, um, some of my worst days and they're not easy to do, but once you start putting them out there, people really relate to you and you wouldn't believe the messages you get back of people trusting you and telling you about their bad days. Right. I agree with you. And I think, I think there's a shift in social media that's happening right now, at least in the egg industry that people are showing up and they're being more of their authentic self. They're not just showing the good parts about being a farmer or a rancher. They're showing the hard days too, because I think everybody needs to see those hard days and know that everybody has them and not everybody's just 
the picture perfect I drive a brand new John Deere on Instagram, right? Like they they want to see when things break down or they want to see when you're having a hard day mentally or physically or anything like that. So I think you're doing a great job of showing all sides of agriculture and your day-to-day on your dairy farm. Oh, thanks. I appreciate that. And it's, you know, it's not just showing the dairy farm part of it either. It's showing that, you know, I, we have lives. I have a family that I love and, you know, we, (laughs) we consume the products we make too. So we want to make them safe. And, you know, I don't have kids, but I have other dairy farmers that do. We all have different things in our lives that relate to different people. And I think sharing, it's not just sharing our farm with people, it's sharing our lives with people and letting them know that we're the same as them. We just have a job that makes us work all the time. (laughs) Right. And speaking of your family, can you introduce us to the Peters family and who is all involved in your dairy? Oh my gosh. Before we started this, you said, if you feel like singing, singing, I actually, I'm not going to remember the song, so don't worry, I'm not going to sing, but I had written a song and did a little video. It's got to be on my Facebook page still called Meet the Peters to uh, meet the Flintstones. Oh my God. Um, <laughs> if I, if you didn't warn me about this, I feel like I'd have looked it up and I could have sang the whole song. It's like Peters, meet the Peters, you know, and then it goes, um, goes on. But so my, my dad's, we are, my brother and I are fifth generation, my brother Cole, but it, it hasn't been a father to son kind of generational passing. Um, my dad inherited the farm from a cousin of his mom's that didn't have any kids, never got married. And we're not even entirely sure what brought my dad into the farm, but he's been doing this for 35 years now, almost 40 years. Uh, He and my mom got married um, shortly after he came home to the farm and we've lived here our entire lives. My my dad, Jeff, and my mom, Janet, Uh, my younger brother, Cole, is here with me. Like I said, he graduated with a degree in diesel mechanics, so he's our mechanic. Um, And then I actually do have an older brother that I don't share a lot about because he lives in Florida and actually works for NASA. You're kidding. No, no, I don't. (laughs) I don't mention that much because when people are like, oh, my gosh, you have a brother that works for NASA. All of a sudden, I'm not nearly as cool because he's (laughs) like a rocket scientist. So, you know, it's usually the end of my conversations. I promise I'll keep talking to you right now. (laughs) I I appreciate that. Yeah, I do. But um, and then he's got a wife and a son. They're actually coming up next week. They come up three or four times a year because we don't get to go to them very often. Um, And then my brother's wife, Michelle, actually, uh, she feeds calves every morning because she has a full-time job off the farm, but she likes to keep a hand in things. You know, she likes the cows. She didn't grow up on a farm, but she's really good with the animals. So. Well, that's great. And I have to say that I thoroughly enjoy seeing your mother get her lawnmower stuck in oh my in the mud because I can it's completely relate problem. to that. Right. I can relate to it. I've, I've done it okay. before. So. <laughs> okay. But I don't think anyone can truly relate to um, Jana, which is my mom's nickname. Um, she intentionally uses that thing to level dirt piles in her lawn. <laughs> so it's, it's, it's not even like, I don't know. I don't know how to explain it. <laughs> it's, uh, it. she definitely keeps us laughing and keeps us going around here. That's awesome. So Jess, can you tell us what is the biggest reward for you being a farmer? This kind of goes along with what my why is, I think. Uh, and that's my family. You know, I, I was that teenager who spent Saturday nights playing pinochle with her grandma and her younger cousins, you know, not, not going out with my friends. And I, the farm gave me that. And I very much appreciate that, especially now I'm at an age, I'm 33 now. And I'm at the age where 
a lot of my friends moved out of town and have, you know, big high powered jobs or whatever they're doing. And they wish they had that now. You know, I've, I've had that my entire life and I've lost some family members very important to me. And I had no regrets because I was here for all of it. You know, I, I don't miss not hanging out with my friends, but you'll, you'll miss not being there with your family. I think, yeah, my family is, is really what keeps me here and what keeps me going. I love that. And for a person who is not from an egg background like myself, I see the family value and the family ties in agriculture all throughout agriculture. And for me, it's it's heartwarming to see. And it's something that I look forward to in my lifetime of continuing the legacy that we have here on our farm. And it's one of the biggest reasons I started this podcast was to help other farmers share their stories and their their legacies, I guess, just, you know, keeping it in the family and keeping these farms alive. It's it's a big task and it takes a strong person and a strong family to do it. So it's uh, it's very heartwarming and it's one of my favorite parts of agriculture. Same. I agree. Hey, all we'll get right back to our episode after a word from our sponsor. Nestled in the tree-filled mountains by Kootenai Lake in Nelson, British Columbia, KL Skin Naturals was founded in 2013 by owner Leah. KL Skin Naturals is known for their award-winning natural deodorant that I have personally been using since early 2017, and I can tell you from personal experience, it passes the farming test. You know what I'm talking about. I feel good knowing that the deodorant that I'm using is free from harsh chemicals and scents. All of their products are produced by hand from the very first measure to the very last label. Each recipe was worked, researched, perfected, and tested on family and friends who all agree that there's something unique to be offered in the effective products that Leah is making. Listeners of the Rural Woman podcast can save 10% off their order with promo code WILDROSE10. So head on over to klskindeodorant.com to choose from their wide selection of clean scented natural deodorants, plus other natural skincare products such as fresh aloe skin cream, foot butters, and more. And now back to our episode. What is the one thing you tell somebody who has never been on a dairy farm before? What can they expect to see? What do you guys do there? Tell me so I don't have to Google it. <laughs> <laughs> um, oh, there's so much I'd want to say to that. That's kind of a hard question. Just, I, I guess I'd tell someone if you were going to a dairy farm to keep your mind open and ask questions. Like even the the dumbest little question. I, I get messages on Instagram all the time. Like, this is probably a dumb question, but, and then the last question, I'll say, nope, not a dumb question. And my dad, whenever we do farm tours, we have a little college in our town and we've partnered with four or five classes from the college that bring you know, their class every, every year. And the first thing my dad and I usually do the tours. And the first thing he says is there are no such thing as a dumb question. And then my brother, if he's around Cole and I will intentionally start to ask really stupid questions until he takes that statement back, but also kind of in a way to make them realize that, you you know, I, it, it kind of opens them up. Like I've asked a dumber question right at the beginning of this tour. So they don't feel so bad asking what they think is a dumb question. But I, I think people just really need to understand how much we care. And I always also say at the beginning of those tours is, you know, feel free to take pictures. Um, but, you know, over the next hour and a half or however long I have, I think you're going to realize how much we care about what we do and how much we care about these animals. You know, so post them all over social media. Just please do so in a positive way. You know, and I, I've never had a person come here for a farm tour and leave 
thinking, oh, I'm still kind of on the fence about this. You know, they, they hear us talk about our cows. They hear us talk about, you know, Colonel and, and, um, I don't, I don't know, s'more and, you know, we know all their names and I think that really comes across and I, I couldn't want anything more than for everyone to visit a farm once in their life. It's crazy to me how many people have actually never stepped foot on a real farm. Or seen and, a cow. That one right. gets me. Yeah. Well, even, even when I got married, like talking to friends of mine, they're like, I've never been on a farm before. I'm like, we live in Southern Alberta, which is like the farm capital of Canada. Like right. <laughs> there's farms everywhere around us. And it's just for me, for people who who've never been on a farm or they don't know a farmer, like for me, it's mind blowing. But then again, I married one. So. <laughs> right. Right. And that's, that's the problem. You know, we, um, we as farmers, one of the things I hate the most is when we say, oh, people are so stupid. And that's, that's not true. They're ignorant, which is very different. Yes. Um, I'm ignorant about so many things. I, I just don't know about them, you know, but it's second nature to us to know about farming and to think I should ask before I assume when it comes to farming. But we don't ask before we assume when it comes to non-farmers knowing about farming. Does that make sense? Yes, absolutely. Like we, we just assume they're dumb and that's right. not the case. They right. just don't know. Exactly. And if you don't know, you don't know. But if you don't ask, then you'll never know, right? Exactly. And, you know, a lot of the, the, the college students that come for these tours, they never necessarily wanted to seek these answers out. But the fact that they had the opportunity to really opens their minds and makes them think completely differently about their food and where it comes from. Exactly. So, you know, I think it's it's our job to open ourselves up more, whether it's on social media or, you know, I don't know, work with your local, we, you know, we have extension offices around here or something to have like an open farm tour kind of day. It's a lot of work, but it's really reward, rewarding. I think so too. And just giving these people the knowledge of where their food comes from, I think is so powerful, not only for you to give this knowledge, but for them to have this and to have the discussion with somebody further off of the farm saying, actually, no, this isn't how it goes. I've been to a dairy farm. I see what happens and and to go from there. If you don't have the knowledge, don't ask Google, ask a farmer. And I think now more than ever, it's more important for people in agriculture to share their stories so people know the real truth behind what's going on on a farm or a dairy or a ranch versus what they can find on the internet because Lord knows the things that you can find on the internet. Yeah, for sure. I actually, um, do you know Katie Daughter Pyle from Cow Comfort and Dairy? She's on Instagram. She actually coined the phrase, ask farmers, not Google. Good for her. <laughs> yeah, I know. And it just kind of spread like wildfire. I told her, I was like, man, this is genius. Right? See, I didn't even know that. So now Right? See, like cool sayings like that pop up and you don't, you just, I don't know, you know, someone made up, made them up, but they just kind of come out of the ground. But well, I'm glad it was. An no, she, actual, she was. Yeah, it was an actual was farmer. An actual she, farmer. Yeah. She was doing a, um, on her family dairy in, in central PA, they were doing like a farm city kind of day, I think having a big tour. And she's just like, Oh, you know what, we should make a banner that says you should ask a farmer, not Google and boom. A movement began. Good for you. Speaking of movements, let's talk about the Dairy Mafia. Wow, look at that segue. That was perfect. Right? Right? I'm pretty proud of myself on that one. But uh, (laughs) tell me what this Dairy Mafia is, how it all started, who's all a part of this Dairy Mafia. It's, It's caught on like wildfire. It really has. It's kind of nothing yet something big all at the same time. I, I, I think it truly started with three people, uh, Ray Proc from California, Derek Josie in Oregon, and then my brother, Cole Peters. 
they just kind of joined this little group where I'm not even sure Cole might've started it. I'm not sure where they just, they'd start a story on Instagram with, Hey guys, or, Oh, Hey guys. Um, and then they'd talk about what they were doing. Like nothing else. Like, you know, Oh, Hey guys are, Hey, mower broke. And I'm just doing some maintenance and fixing the problem or, you know, blah, blah, we're moving heifers, whatever it was. And they'd tag each other in the stories and everyone was kind of following along. Well, it took all of two days for me to think, you know what? My brother's in this and I can't leave things alone. So I think I need to be in this little group too. So I started doing it. And a couple other girls, we kind of started making fun of them. My brother is notorious for having a really quiet kind of odd voice. Um, so I would imitate his voice and pretend I was Cole. And at some point, Derek started calling it um, the Dairy Mafia. And I thought, oh my gosh, that's so fun. And then others kind of started chiming in. And I'm not sure in what order or who. Um, I know Marissa Hake, the veal vet, is in on it. Um, it's basically just tag whoever. <laughs> uh, anybody wants to be on it, we're a very inclusive group. I know, uh, I'm drawing a blank, New Mexico Milkmaid, Tara is in on it. And um, California Dairy Wife, Erin, um, Katie Katie Pyle, uh, Cow Comfort and Dairy. Um, I, ha- I, actually, I literally have a list on the notepad on my iPhone that I just copy and paste now because <laughs> so many awesome. people have joined in. And it's literally just hashtag Dairy Mafia and we just chime in and what we're doing with the day. Like, I I didn't think it would be this big, but I get messages from so many people just saying, this is like my favorite thing to follow. I'm so entertained. Can I join in? I'm like, yeah, you literally just need to hashtag Dairy Mafia, start it with, oh, hey, you guys, and away you go. (laughs) Right. And somehow I, I think you, you let me into the Dairy Mafia. I was for a for a time an honorary member of the dairy mafia like i said before i don't have any dairy cows but i think what you guys are doing is absolutely fabulous and i think in the wake of some unfortunate events that happened in june dairy month and a month that is supposed to be celebrated for dairy farmers i think this has brought everybody back together and it's been quite an entertaining plus uplifting thing for the egg community. So I think what you guys are doing is fabulous. Well, and you know, we didn't even premeditate this as Dairy Month. It just kind of came about and I'm in a, you know, private message group with Cole, Derek and Ray. And every once in a while we just tech, like talk about it, like, holy crap, where did this come from and what are we doing? You know? And I think uh, Ray said it best and we all kind of agreed. It's pretty easy to get burnt out on social media. Like for me, once it starts to feel like a job, I start to get really bogged down with it. You know, I'm not chasing followers. I never, ever look at like the analytics on my posts or I couldn't tell you how many likes they have, how many comments. Obviously, I know which posts do better than others, but um, I don't go back and sometimes I reread them because I'll get weird questions and I've usually spelled something wrong, but um, I don't rewatch the videos generally. Um I only rewatch the stories if I get a lot of comments on one and they're usually just ridiculous stories. But, um, once it starts to feel like a job for me, I'm, I I really don't have fun with it anymore. And I was almost at that place before this dairy mafia thing happened. And I was like, you know what, maybe I'm just going to take a week or even a weekend and just not be on Instagram. You know, I was kind of tired of just sharing all the stories and going through the obligatory responding to every message. And I do love that. But like I said, once it starts to feel like a job and, then this came about and it got fun again, you know, and we were all having fun and I didn't even care if anyone else was having fun. I was having fun. And 
then I was starting to get the messages of people saying, you know what, it's been a really crappy week. Dairy farming really stinks right now. And we're having so much fun watching you. And I really think our society doesn't value making people smile anymore. The art of being able to make someone laugh or smile is such a huge deal to me. And it's something I realized from a very young age that I really appreciate being able to do and want to be able to do because you can completely change someone's whole world with a smile one day at the right time. Absolutely. And I think it goes back to being your authentic self, whether it's in person or online. And I think it's truly shining for you online of being your authentic self. And I thank you for making us smile. I'm one of the people that are (laughs) smiling along with you. So it has been great getting to know you and following you on online. And I am happy to continue to follow you online. Oh, thank you. I appreciate that. You know, and I, I get messages every once in a while from other farmers saying, you know, you're just being silly and ridiculous. How are you helping anything? And, you know, I don't, care. I've worked really hard in my life to have a reputation where, you know, I can be taken seriously speaking at a conference one minute and then rewrite a frozen Disney song the next. You know, I, we have really hard jobs as farmers. We work a lot. We don't get a lot of time off. Any chance I can get to make it more fun for me or other people is 100% worth it. Absolutely. And for the listeners who would like to follow you and your shenanigans, where can they find you <laughs> online? Um, it's a little mixed up, but on on Facebook, I am Spruce Row Farm. That's the name of our farm. And on Instagram and Twitter, it's C Jess Farm, kind of like C Spot Run, um, all one word. And then I am on Snapchat and it's JRP280. Perfect. And I will tag all of those in the show notes so people can find you and connect with you online. Perfect. And Jess, you told me something before we started recording. I just want to wish you a happy birthday because this is coming out on your birthday. So I hope you have a wonderful day. This is my gift to you. Your your oh my gosh. your very first podcast. Happy birthday. I'm so excited. <laughs> Thank you very much. Oh, it's been so great talking to you. And I thank you for taking the time out of your day. Yeah, again, thanks for asking. I'm I'm super excited. This is my first podcast I've ever been on and the first podcast I will ever have listened to. It I'm is- the worst millennial ever. <laughs> That's all right. We'll teach you. <laughs> thank you. I need it. Hey, guys, it's me again. I just wanted to say thank you so much to this week's sponsor, Shop Wild Rose Farmer. You may be thinking, what? Shop Wild Rose Farmer is your shop. Well, yes. Yes, it is. Proceeds from Shop Wild Rose Farmer go directly to supporting this podcast and making it possible. Consider purchasing an I Am Your Farmer t-shirt or even an I Am Your Rancher t-shirt. Check out the popular Wild Rose Farmer tank tops as well as sweatshirts, hoodies, and more. Members of the Wild Rose Farmer community receive a 20% off promo code for their first purchase from Shop Wild Rose Farmer. Head on over to wildrosefarmer.com for more information. Thanks again for listening and supporting the Rural Woman Podcast. Thanks for listening to the Rural Woman Podcast. For show notes, head on over to wildrosefarmer.com. You can stay connected with me on Instagram at wildrosefarmer. If you love the show, make sure to subscribe wherever you listen to podcasts. Plus, share it with a friend. 
We'll see you next time.